0: They say small business is the backbone of America. So what's the best way to support a small business? It is to learn more about them and share with your family and friends. We interview founders from across the world who have started and scaled their business through the ups and downs, long hours, and the rewards that come from sacrificing their time to build their business. Welcome to First to Arrive, Last to Leave, the journey of an entrepreneur. All right, welcome
1: to another episode of First Arrive, Last to Leave. We are here with Albert Marquez of One US Construction. One US
2: Construction.
1: All right, and you are the C O O, or the what did we decide you are the master, master of what? Of
2: con- M no. O M of O sounds like a mean mother or something. Yeah, yeah
1: <laughs> I would go M. Yeah, yeah, but master <laughs> of at, you know all things, o- running operation. a construction yeah. company I'm operations, the guy that's
2: running it so if uh, if I need to be CO for the minute, we can do that. COO that's me. Janitor that's me. Yep. <laughs> All of
1: Babysitter. It. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yes. I'm sure you have oh. to babysit a few times. Yeah, safety
2: person. <laughs> yeah. It's funny when we fill out um, the the construction packets when you first get a job in construction and they send you this sheet, your contact list for your team that's going to be working on this project and they said, "Here's our team, you know, we're a subcontractor." So here's the, our PM, you know, here's our general superintendent, here's our site sa- superintendent, here's our safety person, here's our project assistant. I mean, <laughs> oh, is the office, you know, accounts payable? Please send us your stuff. And it's Albert. Albert, <laughs> Albert, Albert, <laughs> Albert
0: That's Albert. not true, though. You've got <laughs> a lot of people. You just get a giant red marker. Yeah. Straight down. Yeah. Yes. <laughs>
1: Yeah, like an arrow. Is, yeah. yeah, just filling in all but here.
2: I'm usually the one all the way down. I'm like, all right. Finally, we get to a superintendent, like my field superintendents. are like, all right, Jose. Okay. <laughs> I got one.
1: Yeah. I've somebody. got somebody that's different. Well, tell us, you've got quite a history of entrepreneurship. And t- let's first go to what you do and, at One u s Construction and how long you've been working there or own that company.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, we filed as a matter of fact. Uh, I was looking, it was uh, we just turned in our 200th bid in December, wow! And uh, so I was like, oh man, 200 that's like, uh, I don't know what kind of milestone that is good, bad, or whatever. And so, as long I've as you've this. won a
1: few, that's good.
2: <laughs> that's, right. that's right. So, I was but looking at our very first bid, was turned in um, in April of 2018. Wow. Now, mind you, I was working for another company then as a construction superintendent. So this company actually didn't start until December of 2018. And uh, we got our first job in what we actually started our first job in October of 2019. Wow. So I was looking at the bids because I keep them on a spreadsheet. and, And I changed the font red to everything we didn't get. So out of the first 95 bids that I submitted we had four small bids, one. <laughs> so it was like, there's a bunch of red, but no, you stick through it, right? Yeah. And so it was a bunch of work putting in bids. Um, the initial ones, that was tough because you're on the road and uh, working for somebody else. So I was bored. We were all over the country. Mm-hmm. I'd be bored. Like, we're working New York, right? And it was 40 below zero. We were mm-hmm. up there. You're uh- bored. I'd watch one hour of Game of Thrones. I didn't want to kill it all in one setting. And then I'd work on beds. That was my nightly routine. And it was really tough because you couldn't print these blueprints to scale and see things. Mm -hmm. So I'd print them on on a... I had a small office printer that I took with me in a hotel room. And I'd print this baby-sized blueprint or I'd blow something up so I could see it better and print it. So I'd have all these pages scattered on a table this size trying to scale things and bid on it and so forth. But uh, So we're officially a company... December of 2018, but we really had our first gig in uh, October of 2019.
1: So, yeah. Okay. So, this is interesting because we just recorded an episode before you and talked about when to, you know, how many people give up before they should and how many people. So, tell us as you're going through that process, I mean, you're almost a year in running this company, not getting a bid. So, what was it where you're like, okay... I know I'm doing something wrong. Let me figure out how to get to better bid or whatever it is versus maybe I shouldn't be in construction. Maybe something's up. Can you talk about that process and what made you keep
2: going? I think it's what you want. And I didn't want to be on the road anymore. And, um, so, uh, and I had a crew that it was our lead carpenter on one of my jobs that he said, uh, He said, I'm not, he said, I got small kids. He said, I'm tired of being on the road. He said, I can't do this anymore. And I was like, oh, man. And then um, the guy, my finishing foreman, he said, same. He said, this is my last job with you. He said, I can't do this anymore. And I was like, oh. So I already started putting some bids. So it was already in the back of my mind. But uh, then I started thinking about it. And I remember really clear thoughts. Um, It was all of our knowledge that Mm -hmm. was doing these jobs that was putting it together. The owners merely funded it and were administrators of it. Mm. But it was us, the people out there in the field that was, we were the ones, the muscle behind it, the brains behind it. We had to figure it out. And it was complex and and, um, millions of dollars worth of uh, floors. It was concrete that we were putting down. And I kept thinking, well, we obviously have the knowledge. right? So it's a matter of Funding our own and doing it ourselves. So when my crew, a couple people in my crew said that they were leaving and I said, why don't you stick with me for one more job, which meant about three or four more months and I'm going to start something on my own. And they agreed and they agreed. And uh, they started with me when we first, when we got our first gig and uh, that was it. They found other work in in Dallas, Fort Worth. And, uh, and that's what happens Um the team that we had that traveled with us was, man, they'd been together for a long time. They were together before me, right? So I kind of assumed them. And, uh, but they really don't have a chance to look for other because You're always gone and you're always busy. Uh-huh. And the money was good, too, when you're traveling. Uh-huh. And when they're just stuck in Dallas-Fort Worth, oh, they start knowing people. They start calling. Friends call. and All of a sudden, they're available. Yeah. And that's what happened. And that's what happened to me.
1: So, how'd you get over that? You're not getting bids, you've lost a crew. <laughs>
2: like, yeah, well, uh, it's a rough start. When yeah. I first had, uh, you know, like your first question, that's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be on the road anymore. So, you stick with it. Yeah. You stick with it. And uh, I knew that I didn't want to lose my ass by bidding them too low. Right. So, by design, I was probably missing some because I was bidding too high, but I wasn't. You know, I wanted to make sure and bid them right. And uh, so we started hitting and then you start adjusting and you start keeping trend data. And so kind of by design, you miss a few, but you stick with it because I thought I could, there's a lot of money here and, and I want to make some for myself instead of for somebody else. But yeah, you just stick with it. Probably the question that, that you don't know. And, and uh, so the front end of that question that you asked, why do you stick with it? I had a failed business before I started this construction uh, failed in that I put a lot more money into it than I ever got out of it right yeah mm-hmm. and uh and the day it was a men's salon and I bought into a franchise this franchise ended up you know you supposedly you buy into a franchise because it's it's kind of like a template like a boilerplate right yep. everything's yeah. you just follow the recipe and it's going to be successful well, this was a little bit of a gamble because it's a startup franchise, and uh, they cooked the books a little bit. Well, they mm-hmm. cooked the books a lot, mm-hmm. and uh, come to find out. And several of us broke away from the franchise, which is really tough to do. And right when, at the time, I broke away from that franchise right at the time that my business was about to get to a break-even point. And, uh, and what that did is I didn't realize how many of my clients were coming from an SEO, right? Right. And uh, all of a sudden, when you break away from that name, it's like starting over. So I stuck with it for another year. And about the time, as a matter of fact, that I got to that break-even point, and by then I was already uh, beginning this this business, starting doing something, I hired a manager, I was still on the road trying to make some money with this construction company. The first month that it broke even, uh, I sold it. Wow! Uh, so basically, put money into it. Put money into it. By the time that you break even, it's like somebody made me an offer to buy it, and I've never signed papers faster <laughs> ever in my life. I'm like, see ya. And uh, we got out of it completely. We had a personal guarantee on the uh, on that lease that we had. It was in Plano, and uh, we we made sure that that was done. I didn't want to ever see it again, and and we did. We got out from under it. And the thinking there was, um, well, do I cut my losses Yeah, and go do something else? And now that it's broke even, don't you want to continue it? I just thought that I could make money faster doing this than I could at that. It's going to be break even, just barely crawling for another two years, you know, or whatever. I'm like, no, let's ditch it. I followed that principle. I heard a principle one time um, that states that a. Uh, fish never smells better after the day it died right oh. <laughs> going to get smellier and smellier so I'm like all right let's get out of here yeah, yeah let's go do something else
1: so oh, yeah. i would love to know though too because a lot of people and i had a situation where i had a business fall and it like it broke it really messed me up i had two successful exits before that and like it messed me up like do i really know what i'm doing all this stuff so
2: it's hard in it
1: yeah so what's okay i like want to dig into this because you have a business that, kind of, I mean, it didn't, you call it failed. It was starting to turn. Like you saw results from it. It wasn't like mm-hmm. it was a complete flop. But now you've moved into this construction company. The construction company is not going out at the pace you'd hoped it would, right? Like you're right. not getting the bids. How do you keep going? Like, what was? Do you were you just like, I'm not quitting. I don't care. I'm not quitting. Were you like, was there stuff like going through your head of like, oh my god, what am I getting myself into? Like, some
2: of it is luck, right? So uh-huh. some of it, I'm telling you, um, well, uh, it, a lot of a lot of the luck happens because you know you're, we're also not dummies, mm-hmm. and uh, so we we do what we know to do, and then something else turns right. So for every you know, two or three, oh, shits, there's a, all right. You know? Yeah. So you know, gives you, you hope. You going <laughs> have to be an optimist. Oh you almost right. have to be an optimist to keep it going sometimes. And um, with me, it was a lot of learning. Mm-hmm. Even in construction, I thought I knew construction. Well, I didn't know everything that went into before you even start the job, right? right. I didn't know a thing about submittals because somebody always done that. Mm-hmm. So there's a whole packet of submittals and safety paperwork, and just a ton of stuff that has to be right, and your insurance, and all of those things. And it seemed like every time that I figured something out, there was just the spark of hope that got us to the next level. Yeah. Uh, we had just finished that, my first job was out of town in Angelo, and uh, we were just finishing that up. And, uh, and we were lucky to break even on that. I, I hired a crew that did a horrible job. Mm. And so I spent a lot of time making that right. And I thought, if I don't get this right, I mean, that's it. Yeah, I find, you know, I got a bond. So if I don't get this right and walk out on this and let the bond company take care of it, I won't ever get another job. So we stuck through it. And right about the time we finished it and I said, whew, lessons learned. Mm -hmm. Um, We got another opportunity. And I kept bidding on things that I I improved my chances of winning some bids because I started bidding on jobs that were hard to do. They're hard to do, they're complex, and not everybody's going to bid on them. Just from the mere complexity of it. People didn't want them. My very next job after that first one was for a dart station. They were extending a platform, and that was 12 stories below Dallas streets. Ooh. Yeah. And that was hard. And what? Um, wow, it's it's at if y'all ever want to go there, it's at the uh, city place dart station. That yeah, uh, what's the bar mockingbird? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, rustic. The rustic, it's that's yes, twelve stories below the rustic's where it's at.
1: I had and, no uh, idea there were dart stations
2: underground. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, we got that, and we did a great job, and and got recognized by another big company. That ended up giving us three more platforms, and those were a lot more uh, profitable than just that one little one that we busted our ass on to get recognized or take the work in and try to keep a crew employed. You know? Yeah. So yeah, you know, so it's about the time something happens and a step back like that. Then, since then, we've put in a bunch more bids, but we've been a lot more successful at it. Yeah. And keeping trend data, you know, what do you, what's the capability of your crew? You know, we got something really complex. You know, how many days it's going to take to do it instead of you're afraid to guess at it at first because you don't have that, the trend data. Right. So, yeah. So we started getting better at it. And now we kind of hit a sweet spot. We we know what we're doing a lot. A lot <laughs> <laughs> Our beds. So it
0: sounds like you, it's like a cross between risk and luck. Yeah. And, but I think in order to have those two things, there's, this perseverance because you you're, yeah. you're risking is putting constantly putting yourself out there but then luck but it also comes from work ethic and all of that stuff what do you think um is like the magic for you because i i feel like there's there's something special about like what you're talking about but you constantly keep putting yourself out there what do you how do you how do you keep a positive attitude through it i guess is the better way of putting it
2: well thank you i don't know i know that uh I know that I felt in one side of it. I felt responsible uh, for replenishing the funds that the family that that my wife and I put into the first business, mm-hmm. right? So I was like, "Now we're going to make this work." Mm-hmm. And then, and I know that I was wanting to grow this business, mm-hmm. and just a little bit success that we had at the beginning, I knew that there was a lot more to come if I stuck with it. So. Uh, there was always hope there, but I've always felt that responsibility. And we're not there yet, but we're doing we're doing all right. Yeah. And uh, uh, okay, well, I'm going to make this up, right? I want to make this up. And then the other thing that I want and, uh, that I want to do is, I've got a son that's uh, that's autistic, and he's a high functioning autistic kid. He's really a really a good guy. He's not going to have that capability to do the things that I'm doing at 50 year olds, right? That's a 50 year old. and So i worry about that. I want to get our family in a situation where I don't have to worry about him when he turns 40 or 50 or he can, we want to let, let him live a pretty good life too. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's, that's been a, a drive you know, yeah. as well. Right. Then you, a... you know, everybody's got their reasons. Yeah. They're pretty resilient. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty confident and uh, I think somewhere in there, you know, it's like, God, aren't you afraid you're going to fail? <sighs> but somewhere it's, I've always been OK with uh, fear mm-hmm. and I always take the first step. And then after that, it's like, OK, well, here we go. Yeah, Resilient. Yeah, go do yeah. it. Go do it whether you're afraid yeah. or not. You know? Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> that's it right there. Yeah. 100%. Go do it if you're afraid or not. Because there are like every day, I mean, you could, like people say, like, you could walk, you could get hit by a bus or you could, you could be in a plane yeah. crash. But like, if you're afraid of all those things, you're, there are so much you're going to miss. Yeah. And look at what the what you've been able to build through, yeah. you know. Courage. Yeah. Yeah. True. So how did the experience of Goldman Sachs change your perspective? Now, I know we talked a little bit before we hopped on here about how you had the opportunity to do virtual, but you actually chose to hold and wait and, and go, um, you know, face to face. I didn't know that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, so the first time um, when I had that salon business that failed, uh, they interviewed me, I applied for it and they interviewed me. And then they said that uh, they declined me because they said that was a group of nothing but logistics people oh. like materiel and stuff going and they chose to do that instead okay. of, you know, stick somebody in there that owns a, a hair salon Yeah, that I don't, still don't know anything about. But, <laughs> 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 so and uh, so he declined me and then I reapplied and, and uh, then they invited me back and they said, well, you got a different business but in she knew what my business was, so I think somebody nominated me, but I don't know who, because she knew that I was I changed business, and she asked me Natasha asked mm-hmm. me not if her. if yeah if uh, if I was interested, and I said sure, okay. and then she invited me to the virtual session, mm-hmm. and I'm not a virtual guy, man, um, just not. Uh, to this day, our cohort meets virtually. I just can't call into those. I'm, I love yeah. that you know that
0: about yourself.
2: Yeah. yeah. And I told her, I man, I hope I don't mess up my opportunity to attend one in person, mm-hmm. you know, but I don't want to use up this opportunity and then not get to attend right um, in person. And so I declined it with that fear that I might not uh, – I might have missed out on my chance, and when they mm-hmm. called me back, I was like, "Yeah, let's go do this." And they were talking our in our cohort about halfway that it might go virtual or something yeah. because oh. the virus was coming back or something. Oh, yeah. And I was like, "I'm one of the guys that was like, I guess I'll attend another one, or because I'm not going to do." virtual.
0: It really yeah. makes yeah. me think that you've like trust you you trust the timing of you trust your the life, process. yeah, because that's that you're now stating that there's th- they were three total opportunities that you yeah. had. Mm-hmm. One in a business that you weren't happy with, which is sometimes what our crossroads people have, we've, you know, yeah spoken to people where they're like, I went into it with one thing and my growth op- opportunity was to go a completely other direction. Yeah. But to say it three to, to have three particular opportunities is almost like you were it's just I keep going back to resilience when I think about you now because or when I think about um what you're saying it's like you're like, no, nope, this is I know what, I, what I'm capable of and I know the timing and I'm going to trust the timing of it. And I I love that.
1: It's a great place to be at. Yeah, I don't think it, many people are there. No,
2: I think a lot of it, right, is, uh, you know, before I did any of this, I worked for a defense contractor as a professional. And uh, I, so I've got 24 plus years in a professional environment that, being an introvert, yeah, I constantly put myself either – you know, I was a speaker for them. I was a trainer. I was so many different things. And you put yourself trying to grow in uncomfortable situations, but you understand your abilities really well. And you get to an age, I'll be honest, you get to the age that <laughs> no one's going to make you do anything you don't feel comfortable doing <laughs> anymore. So I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> you go on. So yeah. defense
0: contractor, hair salon owner. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so I came out of that industry. <laughs> that makes sense.
0: I'm very, loving this so much. Very right now. <laughs> straight path for me. I mean, it makes I, a lot of sense. But this is the entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. This is, I'm like over here. Yeah. Way over here.
2: Yeah. So I had a great job. It was uh, a defense contractor. I uh, traveled for men for the. I worked for them for 24 and a half years, and I probably traveled 15 of those years. I was gone. Almost every week, right? Wow. Ah, mm. All over the place. They moved the family to Florida. Oh. And then when I got to Florida, I got sent. I mean, it was like I, we were in Florida two months after the family arrived. Then I got put on a two-month assignment to New York. <laughs> uh. I get back. And then we had uh, some boring yeah. contracts. So I go from one corner of the nation all the way to Seattle, the other corner. right? And I was traveling that for a little bit. Then I got on a two-year assignment to El Segundo, and I was there for two years, and the family would come out there in the summer, and I'd go get a trip home about every six weeks, um, things like that. But my last assignment with them was um, a three-year um, opportunity here in Irving. And, well, this is home for us. So I said, would you move the family back? And they did. And then this was just a call center, and uh, they moved our operations. They reshuffled everything and they moved our operations our headquarters was now in Falls Church, Virginia, and everybody had to bid for their own job and reapply and everything else. And they were going to give me a job as a trainer. Uh, that was what they offered me. Nothing here, and everything in here was gone. And I, but the requirement was that we move to Virginia, and I went. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do, <laughs> but I'm not moving family again, out of Texas. So, so. Uh, so we left and I took a took a package. I got laid off in Louisville. Oh, wow. Because you went and, move. Yeah.
1: So. so you get laid off like this franchise opportunity kind of comes to you out of the blue and you're like, Yeah, hair salon, or was it were you seeking, were you looking at franchises to invest into? The the applications that I put in,
2: nobody was going to replace the salary that I was making, right? Oh. But I, I was paid pretty well. And uh I was actually at, I forget the name of the business, I think Write Business, where they actually show you how to interview and write resumes and things like that. I was like, all right. And uh, I put in some applications, and this lady walks in. She's a franchise coach. She walks in. I'm like, just come listen. You know, Look at all the opportunities, and she kind of matches you up with some. And what really attracted me to that business is, Supposedly, it was an absentee business. Yeah. Oh. The only reason it was absentee for me is because have you ever worked with stylists? Oh my God. Uh-huh. It, I'd walk in there and I'd turn around and right, walk right back out, going, oh my God, I can't even go into my own business. It's I, drama. Yeah. It's drama always. And and uh, some of them are great. Some are great employees. A lot of them are yeah. <laughs> so,
1: yeah. They're very creative.
2: Yeah. And the turnover, trying to get yeah. a stable crew. And the turnover that comes with it, mm-hmm. it wasn't until I hired a manager and was able to step away that my business actually started growing a little bit. So mm-hmm. a lot of it was just me not wanting to grasp that culture, right? It mm-hmm. was just, and I just didn't like it, I did not like it. I was like, I got to go do something else. That's not it. But yeah, that's kind of how that came to be. I, I mean, it's
0: seemed th- th- three years, four years of time span?
2: Yeah, uh, we had that salon for four years. Wow. Yeah years and, and jumped into this i
1: love it like i'm so in at like adoration of okay i don't want to do this yes. like I, you're not going to make me move like you're at a point in your life where um you know michael was in here like ageism is real like it's not like you're 20 and like any. Right. you know you're like you're like you you've got a great salary now you got to figure out who's going to match that like you've kind of got this great cushion but you're willing to go I'm not doing this. It's not what's best for myself or for my family. So uh, give me the package. You don't even have a plan B at this point. No, you kind of figure out a plan yeah, B. We did have plan B. Yeah, and uh, and then like you've just like trusted a process, which I mean, God, I don't, I need to like get fifty percent of where you. Are. I know I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like it's impressive. It really is impressive that you were just like, okay, we'll figure this out, and. For so many people, they're so terrified to start a business and you've really allowed this to drive a life that is so important to you and you wouldn't give up when it wasn't working out. And and we were just talking about that. How many of it is really failure or just you gave up too early? You know what I mean when it comes yeah, to business? You
2: know, you know um, one thing that's true is uh, I'm not that afraid to fail. I mean, we're going to be all right. And uh, I think that I'm smart. So somewhere along the line, it's like if we don't, we do not have to be perfect when we started, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll we'll improve it, and it's going to get better. And uh, it's not doing what we wanted to at the very beginning. It's yours, and and it is what you make it. And so we we move it forward, and that's been true with one U.S. construction company. You know, uh, man, we've put a bunch of processes in place, and uh, it's it's. It's to the point this year is really exciting this year because I feel like you've built this car, right? Mm -hmm. And now, before it was just running, it run it. And now you're getting this, you know, you got the headers on this baby, you got some turbo. Yeah. You you got some new (laughs) wheels on it. All right. So you're not having to borrow money for gas anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So so now it's kind of like you're ready for it to perform. You know, you've, you've built it and you've built it. And it's really in a good spot now where. Our team, um, they're a good team, and you feel bad because you know that they're performing to my expectations. Mm
0: -hmm. And so you're
2: like, golly, maybe I haven't done as good a job as I should have the first couple of years. Because now when I give them direction, oh, they love it. And uh, setting clear expectations, I've gotten a lot better at that, right? So really clear expectations. This is what you understand. And and you asked me, you know, what's the one thing? That you get out of Goldman Sachs, probably. I'm not sure if it came directly from one of the lessons in there, but it was very apparent to me that you set those expectations, and whatever gets improved, it's what you're measuring. Mm. You know, and that yep. became yes. really evident. As a matter of fact, Josh is in there. Your yeah. excellent coach. Uh, and Josh, one time when we were sitting down, he's got. I forgot what you call it. The scratch pad. I think we called it a scratch pad, right? Do you remember that?
0: Oh, I didn't, I didn't get to see it.
2: I well, oh, yeah. It was always,
1: because oh, we, we were virtual, but. I'm still bitter about the Josh conversation, but keep going. <laughs> what? Because <So, what? laughs> Josh wasn't my coach, but we don't have to go. Oh, yeah. yeah. And got, I kept hearing like, what Josh, and I'm like, what? Yeah, uh, so but keep going. That sucks, I promise not to get bitter, you but keep bra- talking about Josh. <laughs> I mean, can we have him on? <laughs> go, and we do need we to
0: have, have him on. Yeah, yeah, oh, yes, yeah he's yeah. super busy, and I had talked to him about it. But yeah, go you ahead. Need a
2: bigger space because he's gonna be bouncing off a wall. Yeah, while, <laughs> I,
0: I think we should just tie him to the chair. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we will have him sing.
2: You got yeah. Josh. Once, he will so be singing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, he said it when we were going over that scratch pad, and uh, and when I showed him. What I was doing and where I was at, and i I nearly wasn't ready for it because I didn't want him to coach me yet. I wanted him to coach me when I was ready because mm. there were so many things that I knew I had to improve on my own. I didn't need anyone to tell me. Ah. I wanted him to to do the fine-tuned coaching. but whenever i and I was working uh, extra hard at getting these things ready, so whenever I'd sit down with him, and I remember sitting down with him one time and he said, He said, "If you can measure this, this, and this, he said, you're gonna start making money."
1: So, what did you measure? Yeah, now yeah. Yeah, what what were the things you measured?
2: So, so uh, the obvious uh, project management things of uh, the traditional project management things of cost, quality, and schedule, right? Yeah. And so, when you start, when I started putting uh, real numbers and my schedule and dollar amounts to my schedule, and And I knew what my payroll was and start breaking that down. And aside from just what you bid, you put it on a schedule and you monetize that. So I knew that to be, make a certain level of profit. Okay. These guys can't work on it two weeks. It's got to be done in three days. or whatever. -hmm. And uh, so that, that helped a lot. And Mm -hmm. I remember that just resonated with me and I said, Oh, is that what it takes to make money? You know, (laughs) but but okay, let's, let's keep that going when I'm, made the analogy of, of having a high-performance car, I was like, man, all this time I wasn't giving my crew really clear expectations mm-hmm. every week. And so now, one of the most important things I do is I prepare for a weekly meeting. And I have that weekly meeting. And, you know, I hated meetings so bad that I tried to avoid them. My crew loves it. They love hearing uh, that direction. Yeah. Okay, we're going to do this. You, you got to plan around that. got and you know that's that's measured. It's improved. I can't tell you how many times we used to leave uh, equipment rental on rent and for an extra week because well, I thought he called it in. I thought he called it in. They never picked it up. Oh, we just paid an extra twenty two hundred. There's oh, nobody nobody called in that boom lift that sat over there in the corner. So now part of our crew meeting is okay. The number two thing on there is what kind of equipment do we have on rent and. One superintendent, help, you know, Jose, what do you have in on rent? One, what do you have on rent? Nothing. Yeah. Then Eric's looking on, online. He's our project assistant in the office now and he works virtual. I said, Eric, what are you showing rent? And he said, well, i got something on rent or, or yeah. nothing or whatever. Yeah. Now there's no escapes like that. So we're measuring yeah. that too, right? Those things awesome. we measure. Uh, instead of just having uh, a card, a credit card, um, Here's the credit card, use it for PPE, gasoline, water, whatever. If you're not measuring their costs, it's amazing how high <laughs> those expenses get. All of a sudden, yep. I'm categorizing that credit card bill. It's like, okay, Jose, why? You know, your gasoline bill this month was whatever. You know, yeah. account for this. Or what is this? Uh-huh. And, you know, You start calling them on it. It's amazing. All of a sudden, your credit card bill is half of what it was. Right? Wow. You know things like that. That, golly, and these aren't bad people. No, it's just they want to know clear expectations. What are we measuring? What's my What's my standard? Right. What Mm -hmm. am I going to be measured to? What am I going to? And they're called out on it. They're called out on the schedule. Now I've also even um, created their their bonus potential around those things right the project management things of you meet a certain cost this is a cost that we go into this job this is what you got to meet this is your mm-hmm. quality expectations right this is your schedule expectations cost quality schedule and then the other thing that's in there is safety and safety also ties into did you turn in all your needed paperwork timely you know things and you know, yeah 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 but the tight yeah, ship we're running here, a yeah.
1: But setting expectations said, and measuring, like yeah, yeah the measuring yeah. piece
2: is really what came out of that, the Goldman Sachs. Well, know? yeah,
0: because you create a benchmark and then yeah, you, yeah, that's yeah. amazing.
1: But even like I was, I remember that whole process because I I had an idea that things of what was happening, but to go back and be like, oh. Like I knew for us, we weren't growing. I knew this like 2022 wasn't as good as 2021. I knew it was like I knew we weren't doing as well. I just but when I went to do the numbers, I'm like, oh, we're 20 percent down, or you know. And it's like, okay, so how do we? It's it's like getting on the scale, right? Like some, sometimes you're like, oh, I know it's like a yeah, kind I mean, of I'm inch bad, up I'm a little bit. Today, I'll
2: go tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs>
1: exactly. Like I know these pants are getting a little snug, but it's like when you step on that scale and you're like, there it is there yep. it is. Now, what do I need to do to, yeah. you know, go in the direction I need yeah. to go to? It makes yeah, a you're difference.
2: Not, you're not doing it. Does not take the weight off, right?
1: <laughs> yes. Oh, <shit. laughs> yeah, exactly. Or you're not like, I, I know it's there. I just don't want to face it right now. But I think that's yeah. what the program did. It's like, here, like, here's your scale. And here's the things that, you know, yeah. here's your program of what, what it's going to take to get yeah. d- to the number you want to. Yeah, yeah.
2: You, you know, the other thing, you're a thousand percent right. And the other thing I want to add to that is not only the scale and so forth, but there was a lot of finite. I mean, like Deb Pervin, if I could just, I need to sit through like that section, those sessions, like 10 more times to understand everything she said. Yeah. I was like, my mind was blown when mm-hmm. she was up there. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, this is like is this recorded because I need to go back and yeah. mm-hmm. And sometimes I feel bad because... She'd be talking about something, but I'd still be processing something that she talked about 10 minutes ago. Yeah, And so I'd be the guy that, you know what, I go, when you're talking about this, and I'll be like, I'm sorry to take everybody back, but I'm still thinking about whatever she said 10
1: minutes ago. My brain hurt after every single one of her (laughs) sessions where I'm like, okay, whoa, like I know. And even like I have actually been working with Deb because I'm looking at buying – a potentially a couple franchises, and she's helped me because I'm like, okay, I think there's some things here that don't add up, and here's what I think. And she's like, yeah, you're at, like you are right, you read that correctly. But she's like, here's also some other areas that aren't adding up, and it's. I thought I, I thought I understood. Like I walked out of there going, okay, I get this now. I get this now. Not that I've got it, but I get it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But now, like, I love. Getting to look at other people or other businesses' balance sheets yes. to see where my knowledge is because I find it very intriguing, but I also realize, okay, I understood about
0: yes. <laughs> this Same. much
1: and there's Same. like so much more that I would just love to follow Deborah on a bit like, okay, help me with this balance sheet now or mm-hmm. help me with this like these that numbers yeah, because
0: yes. even our sometimes we look at, when we looked at the one through the program or even looking at ours, I'm like, huh like I, I still yeah. have that like not a confident. If I'm reading it correctly or if I'm seeing it correctly.
2: Of all the the things in that program, that's probably my weak point still. (laughs) And uh, that's what I study and that's what I Mm know in my business. You know, uh, what I look at and continue to try to improve at is the the financials. I want to be as confident. You have to be, right? You have to somehow, all right, what are we looking at? What am I missing? Yeah. How can we improve the business? But that's it. That's it. Yeah, and probably the other biggest thing that I got out of that program is uh, it's really nice to talk to other business owners that are in the same place that you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and so you know they're all pulling their their hair out just like you are. yeah And you're like, oh, I don't know that misery loves company, but you begin to breathe <laughs> your own air, if you will, and it's like, okay, I'm golly, I've messed everything up, and then mm-hmm. you. Talk to other people and they're going through it the same time that you are yep. or they're going through the same struggles, maybe just a little bit different stage, but yeah. you're like, oh, no shame here. We've all been through that. Yeah, right. Exactly. You get to realize that. Yeah,
0: I've had. Yeah. Yes. I've had multiple I, meetings. We go on walks or or whatever with with um, other entrepreneurs. And it's either they just finish going through the similar thing or they uh and they have to can advise on it or or I'm. Finishing going through something. Yes. And I feel like that's that's what's special about entrepreneurs is that we all have each other's best interests at heart. And so sharing that information, whether it's a restaurant, construction, whatever it is, it's brass tacks. It's all the same thing. Those numbers yeah. all have to equate the same way. So that's – you're absolutely right. Yeah. That's what I loved about the program. It was like, oh, not just me. Yeah. but <laughs> well, you got to be honest about it too. And that's right. what I
1: think you get from that program is like – you want to put on the smile. <laughs> everything's great. I'm, I'm so great. busy. I'm so busy. Oh. And then we're like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, everything's great. <laughs> I got through COVID. But then all of a sudden, it's like you peel back the layer and it's like, no, like, I'm, you know, how I feel... Gonna make, how are we going to make payroll? Yeah, exactly. Oh, like, I'm holding all these balls in the air and I, I know one small move, it's all going to fall, right? Yes. Or, you know, house of cards or whatever. But it's like... But you you feel like you can't tell anybody what's really going on because Mm-mm. they're gonna they're they're perfect like they're got yeah. it all together and you don't so you can't tell them that right. you don't have it all together because what are they gonna think of you and it's just this like know, the first cycle indication of crap.
2: That, that it wasn't just everybody was going through it was they made us do this exercise where. We got to represent our business on a growth continuum. Supposed to be in a growth continuum, but most of them look like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we're like, oh, you. Th-, and then we got to speak to it. So that's yeah. the first time that some of the some of us showed some vulnerability in there. And I was like, oh, so that that helped. It yeah. helped open a lot of doors for everyone. And it's yeah.
0: the type of vulnerability that you don't you. Someone who has a nine to five, which respectfully so choose, you get to choose what you want in life. They they don't quite understand, yeah, um, and. The perfect ex- perfect example would be is like I, I know someone who works for a hospital, and I was like, oh, and this number, and this number, and this number, and they're like, well, that seems like you're failing, and I was like, do you know the hospitals don't? They typically break even. They actually, they're how they make profitability. Like you, you're only looking at it from a perspective as you're an employee. Yes, like they're it's
2: completely a different. Whole
0: man. gamut of things that they have to, to make it work.
2: Different. It's, it's so funny. There's yeah. there's um, working with general contractors, and a lot of times. I never get to meet the owners of those business. Mm-hmm. I'm the owner of mine and I'm in the trenches and I'm the one that's going to pick up a check. I'm the one that's filling out safety paperwork, whatever. Yeah, I'm still not there. But talking to some of their employees, like uh, we had a recent example of, um, well, your pay app is due on this day, on the 15th. You didn't turn it in until the 20th. So we didn't make it on this month's payroll and for example this was a DISD project right mm-hmm. so I knew I know that DISD they don't even take the previous month's pay ups until the 5th so oh, they wow. had all of that time but because I didn't do it in time an administrator of the, pro- of the project said we'll put it in the following months and I'm sitting there going wait a minute but that's include that includes my concrete my rebar some labor I'm like, and they just took it upon themselves to like no, we'll wait an extra month. They're not footing the bill. Right. And they could care less. You oh. missed it. by and mm-hmm. Things yep. like that. Yes. It's funny. You call the owners when there's an issue, and you're like, man, I hate to go around anybody's head, but I'm really quick now just to pick up the phone and say, mm-hmm. hey, Mr. So-and-so, this is happening. Help me out, man. Yep. Yeah. And they're awfully quick to, all of a sudden, they call you back, and everything's good.
0: <laughs> well, we can
1: do
2: this. But, yeah. <sighs> yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. You should be able to take no for an answer, and now- I always admire the people that don't take no for an answer, and uh, you learn to do that. Where it's like, okay, I know, all right,
2: let's, right. Let's go right? around, yeah,
1: exactly. Let's go around and, and try to figure this out. But yeah. to be able to even follow up on that too, like, okay, versus no, that's not okay. Yeah, it's not okay. We're gonna we're gonna get this straightened out.
2: Yeah, yeah. To them, it's like, uh, just you, you messed up my process, so we're not gonna get to it for another month.
1: No. You're gonna get to it now. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah well, you can do it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What? Are you, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. I want to yeah. tell
2: you. I want to tell you um, about the name of my business. Because okay. Yes. It, because I think it's kind of neat. Oh, I love this. All right, I love a good story. You yeah, I'm
0: ready. I'm neat. ready to sit down. Uh, sit uh, sit down uh, now, I think fireside I said, chat. Now,
2: all of a sudden, the <laughs> expectations were set too high. All of a sudden, so don't lower oh, your expectations. Oh, okay. so.
1: It's only like a kind of <laughs> cool story.
2: Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> There's um. When we were coming up, I I did some other work uh, before I had this company and uh, some consulting work and uh, uh, helped a friend on some stuff, so um, guiding stuff for another project. So really quick, we need to come up with the name of a business, and it was um, sitting there trying to fill out the paperwork. It's like, oh, we need a name for this business. And we were sitting there. My wife said, how about we do like? Uh, she said, Sueño, this is dream in Spanish. Oh. Said, and I'm like, that's corny. <laughs> I didn't do that. But she said, well, just, just uh, turn it around like Oprah did. Her name of her business is Harpo. Yeah.
0: At yeah.
2: Oprah, so she said, just flip it around. She said, nobody's going to see it anyway. And I said, yeah, you're right. Some, we're the only ones that know about it. So it's backwards is O N E, one, and then U S. And then this lady was this lady I'm, was I'm talking. With this. this lady it it was in a, their school board meeting, and she wanted to share the results from my consulting piece, and she introduced me as. And here's Albert from one U.S. And I went one U.S. I'm like what the <laughs>
1: who's that Albert guy? <laughs> so when we when did started this here? construction <laughs>
2: company, we just kept it. Except I just made it. One, the number one in U.S., but it, was, it actually started backwards for Sueño for the tree. But i like, and like, that's that's awesome. It, it, it kind of it evolved into one U.S. construction, and and some people like uh, somebody in my growth group, uh, Scott, asked me, one U.S. You just wanted to be at the very top of the mailing list or something? And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that yeah. worked out too because <laughs> yeah, the numbers are always first. Yeah, yeah. so it's double oh, That's out. Really
0: good.
1: I love that. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of how the name came to be. Yeah, it's a very it's a, cool story. That is a
0: cool story. Worth the, so cool. Yes, worth, the worth the hype.
1: Yes, it was worth the hype. I kind of brought myself down here, but it
0: was definitely up here. okay. <laughs> yeah, good, yeah, yeah. Good, I was like, yeah. I good to say? <laughs> yeah,
1: you want to do rapid fire? <laughs> yes, I do. All right,
2: let's do some um, rapid
0: fire. Right. <laughs> Favorite beverage? Oh, sweet tea. Ooh. Mm. That's Any easy. particular wine? Like, do you uh, go to? I like- drink
2: a lot of it, so it's the <laughs> it's the 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 crystal light. Ooh. Because it makes it really sweet, and it's yeah.
0: Oh, okay. I'm yeah. For that, uh, best advice you've ever been given.
2: Oh, best advice. Uh, probably what I just said about uh, the Golden Sex Program—that that, you know, that 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 measure, gets measured, gets improved.
0: Gets measured, gets improved. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Take it. Yes. Nope. No. Um, if you could have dinner with anyone.
2: Oh, aside from a deceased family member, maybe because I say mom every time. That's a good one. That's though. A good one. Yeah, mom. Obviously, if he was a business person, uh, I really I'm am a big fan of uh, Richard uh, Branson. Branson. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I would probably say him.
1: I think there's a new, I think it's HBO, FYI. There's a new documentary about him. So I'd, maybe I'm Goldman's of where next. Where I say that because I can't remember I saw it,
0: but maybe yeah. Goldman's next like big big uh, event. Ask. They should ask.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'd be the guy asking them dorky questions. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We'd all be like, We have something. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so your morning routine. <laughs>
2: uh <laughs> coffee first. Yes. That's yes. Right. <laughs> coffee first. And then I sit there and, and the dog follows me up to the couch and I pet the dog and, and then I I do wordle. I yes. do wordle first did you thing in the morning.
0: I haven't did you get today yours today? No. Yeah. It was yeah, yeah it was yeah. a tough one. Yeah, I was like, tough. I don't know if I've ever used this word before. <laughs> and so so
2: we there's a group of us that share it with one yes. another. So so I share the Wordle thing, and then I start looking at my uh, calendar for the days. Like, okay, let's prioritize some stuff. Here.
0: Have you ever got it in one? In one, mm-hmm. no. the Wordle. Have you ever got it in the first try?
2: Oh yeah, um, but it didn't count. I had a, somebody gave me a big hint, and it oh, was uh, so so cheating. So it was, cheating. <laughs> but I have gotten it, have gotten it in, in two, three times. You know, oh, your little good. stats, it tells you that. Yes. So I've gotten in, uh, in I, two, three times.
0: I've gotten it once or got it in the first try one time, and I was like this. Like, literally, I was staring. I was like, wait, how? Wait, what made me <laughs> think that I needed to use this word? And you start to, like, anyways. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's really fun. You mm-hmm. should do it.
1: I don't, that's exactly why I don't want to do it, but. Well,
0: it's it. only once a day. I don't need day. another addiction. It's, but it's, see, the thing is, it's only <laughs> once a day. So it really doesn't take that much time. It's just, a, it's like almost like a, it's almost like habit stacking. Okay.
2: Yeah, and, and, and you're right. It's only you only get one shot at that yeah. day, and then you gotta put it away. Yeah, it's not you keep playing it. Yeah, throughout you're not, the like, day.
0: That game that people play with the jewels, and they're like yeah. this for like seven thousand yeah. hours. I can't. Yeah, yeah. I would never come out. Yeah, that's why I know TikTok for Courtney. Yeah. <laughs> Same.
2: Yeah. Legit. Um,
0: any? Are you reading anything right now?
2: I just finished. um a book about uh, Ricky Henderson. I think it's entitled Ricky, mm-hmm. wow. and it's a uh, it's really good. I'm glad that I read it. I'm a baseball fan, but he's a very interesting guy. Yeah. And Now you know, I mean, he's he's regarded as the best leadoff hitter of all time. So it was a really interesting book. Oh,
1: I, I love have to love read that. that. I used to love Ricky Henderson. In fact, I just went home for my pa- like at my parents' house, and my mom moved, and she had Ollie, so I had a older cousin older to an older cousin and a younger cousin. They were brothers, and I was sandwiched right in between them. And we hung out all the time. They were like my brothers. And we would trade cards. Like, that's what I did to hang out with them. And I had a whole bunch of Ricky Henderson ones. I'll have to see if they're worth anything.
2: I've got a bunch of old baseball cards. I'm going to have to look through my stack to find his. Yeah. I would like to mail him uh, a few and sign these now that I've read his book. Yeah. You become a big fan after you read read somebody's story. Yeah. Yeah.
1: it was made for Jay-Z. And then I found out he stole, like, 99 Problems was originally a nice tea song. I saw it on TikTok. Oh. I really hope it's not true. But anyway, <laughs> go to the last question. It broke my heart the well, other day.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry to process <laughs> I oh, I just, like it. Spun. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. First of all, Jay-Z has a book. And then second Decoded. What? It's fantastic. Like, okay. Decoded.
2: Inferred you believed anything you saw on tiktok (laughs) yes
1: hey my life has changed in many ways because i've like great cleaning hacks like i told my husband you can tell my age when i get really excited about different ways i can use baking soda i'm like oh my god like did you know that baking soda can be used for yes
0: it's the only thing i've ever gathered from tiktok is everybody using the same soundbite doing the same dance moves and then the same am like but this doesn't even represent oh. your business. It doesn't make any sense to me. So That's you're funny. dancing to something, but you work at McDonald's. How? Yeah. How is this how does this yeah. correlate? I don't care. Yeah, I, don't, I, I, don't I, don't I don't think that correlates. No, it doesn't, but yeah. But even so like we're going to go down the rabbit yeah. hole on this. We're going yeah. to go ahead and pass for now.
2: Okay. Um, <laughs> TikTok. Yeah. It used to be a whole different podcast. Yes. Yeah. You know, yes. What did you see on TikTok? I
0: can't. I
2: didn't even know I had TikTok until somebody, <laughs> my nephew, <laughs> we love barbecue and we share barbecue recipes with yeah. smoked meat and everything else. Yeah. And he sent me some on TikTok. He said, I sent you a TikTok on this and this and this. <laughs> I'm like... I have TikTok. <laughs> I don't have TikTok. This is, everybody's got TikTok. I'm like, I don't think I got TikTok. I got TikTok. Always, don't even know it. Yeah, yeah. Someone
0: will send me something and then we'll be like, do you want to download? I'm like, no.
2: Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> you just get yeah. it out of here.
1: Um, okay. Dog training. I learned so much. But anyway, go ahead. Yes. Like dog training. Like I can't even talk. All of a sudden, my husband, like, oh my gosh, we need to do this. But anyway, go ahead. Sorry. I digress. A bucket list item.
2: A bucket list item. <laughs> I guess uh, I'd like to go to Europe to see some uh, like World War II sites or yeah. national cemeteries and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I will, that's a bucket list. Yeah, when yeah. I tra- when I think about traveling somewhere, I always that's like always there. So I'll, I'll call that a bucket list. I well,
0: think. that's a that's like an, an internal I, I, a pull. I love that because yeah. I love I love Europe. Anyways, that's another time. Uh, a guilty. Pleasure that doesn't have to be guilty That doesn't have to be guilty. Oh,
2: well, my nightly bourbon, I guess. It's yes. oh. a good one. Maker's Mark.
1: Ooh, uh, maybe
2: pizza for lunch. Or, oh my! Uh, p-
0: God bless <laughs> <laughs> pizza for lunch. <laughs>
2: <laughs> maybe I don't know if it's a guilty pleasure. Maybe you just call it nutrition. Joy, yeah, <laughs> joy. yeah <a> joy, exactly. <laughs>
0: I'm going to tell. I'm going to have to tell this story. I'm so sorry. Um. I love French bakeries. I love – and their – cappuccino and a croissant will bring so oh, much yeah. joy. Yeah. There is a bakery up in McKinney, uh, Bresnan, and mm-hmm. I drove – I drive up there because I have a friend that lives up there and it's a fun way to connect with her. Well, I was happened to be going to see her and I stopped at the bakery to grab a few things and, you know, I'm just waiting in line and this gal behind me is, was really excited and she's like, oh, what do you think I should get? And I was like, honestly – I'm going to, I would get this thing and I'm literally going to go sit in my car right now and I'm going to listen to French music and I'm going to have my cappuccino. And she's just kind of was like, Oh, you know, whatever. I get in my car, I put on my French music. I have my cappuccino. I have my uh, pastry. And I literally am like, my eyes are closed (laughs) and I am visualizing that I am in France. And she pulls up, I see a car go by, you know, like whatever. And she backs up and she beep, beep. And like, I roll the window down and i you know pastry's done my shirt i'm no i'm happy yeah. as a clam and she's she's like you weren't kidding and she goes but honestly i haven't seen anybody have that much joy about two simple things in my entire life so t- pizza for lunch yes please yes. It, yes. that is yeah yeah makes it yeah, is so much awesome.
2: joy you know um <laughs> It, like my wife will send me to Sam's. Can you go to Sam's do I love the big giant pizza slices, the cheap pizza they got. There. Oh, Those are the best. The baskets. best pizza. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's like the Costco,
1: like Sunday. That's like a, do- I think they've might've just, but yeah, it's like the best oh, yeah. Costco
0: pizza. I could, Yeah, I've actually been with like our graphic designer and I'm like, well, I know we're on the way to the office, but we could go get a piece of pizza for a dollar 25, you know?
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Joy. Yeah. Hey, um, uh, since we're in it, I do have to tell you something that uh, um, that I read that reminded me of the title of your podcast, <gasps> First Tour of Last okay. Week. Okay. Oh. I read this uh, quote. I don't know who I should give credit to, but I did read it. And it said, so business owners or entrepreneurs are the only people in the world that will work uh, 16 hours a day to avoid working eight.
1: Yes. Yes. No, we're insane. Absolutely insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. I've heard that quote, too. I like it. It's true. Yeah. Well, if somebody wanted to get to know you, wanted to connect with you, where is the best place for them to go?
2: Mm. I guess since the cohort, I actually catch myself um, looking at LinkedIn mm-hmm. because people someone tagged me on it or something, and all of a sudden it pops up on my inbox, and I'm like, all right, let's go see what somebody did or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so LinkedIn? Yeah, probably okay. LinkedIn or or call me. Okay, I'm always good for a cup of coffee.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so easygoing. Well, we'll link to your LinkedIn on the show notes. So, Albert, thank you so much for coming today. Awesome, man. It was I love so talking much to mine. you. I know I'm talking to you. You're here, like so yeah. chill. <laughs>